Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. I'm Erin. And this is our 77 Podcast. On today's ep- episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 10, Episode 17 of 7th Heaven. The title is Highway to Cell, but that's spelled C-E-L-L. Uh, and the IMDb user synopsis is, Simon isn't amused that Rose pulls all the stops out hosting a luxurious dinner to impress her Italian ex, Umberto Bert Lanzo, who left her at the altar. He jests about wanting her back, or is he serious? And who is the mystery girl Simon agrees to talk to immediately but covertly? The Camden parents are not amused that Ruthie's long-awaited cell phone does nothing for her social life. Eric urges the boys to call her, helped by unwilling Peter Petrowski's dad, George Vic Vickery, and Kevin. Benjamin Bainsworth, meanwhile, finds her number and works up the courage to call after a year. What was your first impression of this episode? Guys, Dave Franco was in Seventh Heaven. Benjamin Bainsworth. Is his character name. And I predicted exactly how he was going to show up. You At did. first, we thought it was going to be Bert was going to be Humberto uh, was like was going to be Dave Franco, but we were wrong. Um, no, he was played by Fidel Gomez. I don't know who that is. Well, he's the guy that played Bert. I mean, I don't know if he's in, been in anything else. Um, um, so, oh no, he hasn't. <laughs> um, so this is—I don't understand the Camdens' as parents. Is my first impression like they seem? Yeah, that's true. That. Like forcing all of these men. Like yeah. first they're like Ruthie, you're too young to date. You can't date anyone. Then they're like, let's get you a cell phone and make and force people to call you who like, don't want to date you. Her dad was just giving out her number in front of the school, and not only her father, but Kevin was also getting people to call, like her her brother in law. Isn't that strange? That's strange. Well, she's not getting any younger. That's what my parents say about me. (laughs) Um, So let's get started on the episode. In the cold open. In the cold open. um, We are at at, uh, Rose and Simon's place. And we are preparing for dinner with Bert. Because I forget why. I mean, I think it's just because Simon, as we said in the last episode, is doing some digging into Rose's past or whatever. And he learned last time that... Rose had this, like, one serious boyfriend that she was with for a while, but that's about it. Um, and she also- wants to invite him to the wedding. So before the wedding, I think this was like, oh, it won't be weird if we meet ahead of time. It's also because of the conversation she had with the Rev in the last episode, where the Rev was like, you should probably figure out what's going on between you and Bert before you marry my son. Um, so it's just to, like, to make sure that everything's fine. And for her, it's because... She wants him to see how great she's doing without him because he was supposed to marry her and then didn't. Um, so the cold open is just we find out that she's cooked this like seven course meal, which includes caviar and bellinis. And Simon's like, I don't understand why you're doing all this for him. Uh, you've literally never cooked like this for me. So WTF. So he's like a little bit jealous. And and then he and then we get to meet. Well, I mean, we're going to this is this is the last on the cold open, about. but. Um, yeah, so, anyway, we'll get back to Bert. He shows up and we see him at the beginning of the, of the end of the cold open, but we don't really get to know much, other than, like, we don't get to know much about him, um, from the cold open. We just get to see him, um. No, I don't think we see him until the, after the cold open. Oh, okay. I thought maybe the cold open ended with him, like, arriving, but I could be wrong. No, I think the cold open ended with him, with Simon going to take a shower and put on a cashmere sweater. Okay. 
Um, so I think the beginning, like right after the cold open is where we meet him. Yeah. So we'll uh, come back to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. So first we're going to talk about a very Ugh. small storyline in this episode. Um, Lucy. Uh, remember Lucy kind of was like crying about the fact that she was pregnant. And but someone gave her half a million dollars to open a home. And she's decided that she's only 23 and the comp and like the thing with opening up a home for unwed teenage mothers was something that she wanted to do kind of later in her career. Like that, she wanted that to be the pinnacle of her career. And she thinks she's too young to be doing something like this now. She's also inexperienced and she feels like she needs to focus on, you know, working as a 23 year old and being a mother and being a new mother again. Uh, so she's giving away that opportunity to her mother uh, who's going to be taking it over? So I don't know what happens to the five hundred thousand because right, that woman's going to die with all her money. Yeah, um, or she can give it to me or you or us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. We'll have to get in touch with her, Mrs. McCafferty. Yeah. Um, the other thing going on in this episode, outside of the storylines, is that now everyone in the family has a cell phone, and they do. That's all they do. Yeah. And everybody's, like, on the phone with people. And not only on the phone with people, but, like, having calls on the other line. There's this, like, ongoing joke about every single person getting a phone call about subscribing to the Glen Oak Gazette. And even though they already have a subscription. So somehow they've gotten phone calls really quickly. And not only that, but all their phone numbers have been listed publicly. (laughs) They literally got these cell phones, like, yesterday. And, like, all of these people have their numbers. Um, so my question is, I mean, I remember the yellow pages and everything, but cell phones were not listed publicly, publicly. Your landline was. Yeah. So. I mean, now I think you can get, you know, buy data from big data. Yeah. But that's now. I'm but talk- that's now. Yeah. I know when you got a cell phone, it was like the people who had it, the people, the only people who had your number were the people you gave it to or like people who used to have the number if you got wrong number. Right. So, like, how... They, they keep on saying, oh, our number's been listed, or her number, Ruthie's number is listed. That's how people can find it. It's like... Maybe they listed it on, like, MySpace. Oh, yeah. On well, the, she doesn't even a computer yet, so how is she on, on MySpace? The, on the internet. I don't know. Maybe she had a sidekick or a BlackBerry. She d- we saw her phone. It was not a they sidekick. They all had flip phones. Or a BlackBerry. Um... Uh, TBT, BBM me. What's your pin? <laughs> TBT chocolate. I had an LG chocolate and wow. I had a razor. I had many um, sidekicks and a razor and then I did have a Blackberry. Um, I did not have a, a BB. I have a BB. Oh, a BB pin or whatever. Yeah, B- your BBM pin. Um. So that's kind of happening throughout the episode. It's supposed to be like a gag, I think, that... They keep on forgetting, like, they, the Camerons forget to feed the twins because they're on the phone so much, and the Kinkirks forget to feed themselves and the dogs because they... Are on the phone. Yeah. It just wraps up and everything, and it's just so hysterical how technology has taken over our lives. So the main technology and new phone storyline is centered around Ruthie. Uh, she's finally convinced her parents to get her a phone and a computer, a computer which is still in transit to her. Um, because they didn't want to pay the $20 for the overnight shipping. Should have gotten Amazon Prime, yo. If they live this long without a computer, she could go a few more days. Without a computer. Um, so the parents thought that her getting, uh, like, access to the world would mean that she would have people to talk to. And And be happier. Yeah. But she has no friends, which is what we've been saying from the very beginning. Yes. There's no Martin and she has no friends. So nobody is calling her except for... So we just bring back a bunch of people from her past because that's what you do on 7th Heaven. Yeah, so they bring back Peter, who um, 
Bas- uh, it's Peter and Vic. Uh, Vic's been called by the Rev to try to convince Peter to call Ruthie. We bring back Mac, who has been cornered called by Kevin. By Kevin. Yeah. We bring back Sam, who is the nerdy guy. That Ruthie was like, I don't want to date him. And he was like the guy that Martin set Ruthie up with mm-hmm. or tried to set her up with. So for some reason, he's back, even though she like neither one of them is interested in the other. And he's been cornered by the Rev. So all these people are first, like, kind of, like, wishy-washy about making these phone calls to Ruthie. We have, like, Mac leaving a message for Martin saying he has no friends now that Martin's gone. And how's the baby? But also, can I call Ruthie? We have Vic and Peter discussing it, even though Peter has, like, an online girlfriend that he might have to cheat on if he's talking to Ruthie. He's, he's being catfished. Is it by you? Yes. Are you catfishing Peter? I catfished Peter. Um, and that's kind of what's going on throughout this episode until finally all of them call her at once. Uh, and then they're like, see, she does have people to talk to. She's blowing me off. So we have, so first, like, her and Sam decide to be friends. Uh, then we have, like, Mac being like, it's kind of pathetic that you're, like, still in love with a guy who has a baby with somebody else. Like, think about it. You shouldn't be in love with him. And also, did you ever care about me? I'm annoyed that they're still playing out this Mac thing, because as I said while we were watching, um, it should be, like, abundantly clear at this point to everyone that the whole, oh, Ruthie's interest in Mac was just, like, a red herring, and, like, it was really her hiding her feelings for Martin. Um, And then... And, that, and like, Max kind of like, will you go out with me? But at this point, Peter's also called her, and she's like, no, I think me and Peter are more of a, like, more of a fit, and I miss Peter, and I really like Peter. Meanwhile, Peter and Vic have showed up at the Cam Casa, and Peter overhears all of this, so he's really happy about this. And they, they make, make out. out. <laughs> um, but the most important part of this episode... Happens. Is when, well, yeah, who drops it? Sam? Yeah, Sam. Sam drops the piece of paper that he has Ruthie's number written on, but luckily he has her first and last name on there, so Dave Franco wanders by the promenade and finds the piece of paper and decides, yeah, this I'm going to do this. I'm going to call the number and the person who is on this sheet of paper, so he does. They apparently have a class together in the school, and he's been crutching on her for a year, but he's been afraid to call her house because it's a Christian household, and he knew that she didn't have a cell phone, but now she has a cell phone, and he thinks it's Faith because he, fa- he found her number, and he's calling, and all of a sudden, like, Ruthie sees all these possibilities, and it's like, oh, a brand new world. I don't know. Peter and Ruthie are, peop- are friends who sometimes make out. Yeah. Which is like... Ruthie's just like, thank you, next. <laughs> yes. Um... Anyway, I think that's it for, like, that storyline, yeah. right? Yeah, so let's get to the really juicy one, the hot goss. Yeah, okay, so, um, I wish this we were, this was happening live. How do I describe um, Umberto? Yes. Let me count the ways. <laughs> well, obviously you'll see him on our social media, but, like, I really want some, like, I, I know that people have seen Simon Simon, but I would really love for somebody to, like, give me an idea of what Bert looks like, and... I will guarantee you, it's not what you think it's going to be. I told you, for people who were, he reminds me, the actor, and the way that they, like, just had him, like, kind of be a little bit sloppy, he reminds me of the guy who played Mark Del Figolo on Zoe 101, who, if you're not aware... I'm not. ...was the boyfriend of Quinn, who was, like, the nerdy girl with the glasses. I remember her. Actually, I couldn't, like, I conflate, uh, like, conflate Victorious and Zoe 101 all the time, it's, there's only one overlap there. I know it's Vic, 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 Victoria Vic, Justice, yes. <laughs> but like I, 
always confuse who's in what. So I yeah. like the person you're describing makes me think of the the guy that's in the area like like the guy oh Robbie Shapiro yeah but that's not Matt who you're Bennett. talking about <laughs> yeah no that's not who I'm talking about but there was this like what well, was there was only like two she only had Jamie Lynn Spears only had like two friends on the two female friends I don't remember the show oh well sorry anyway our listeners I'm sure they do yeah. Uh, so he is, so Bert is Humberto Lanzo. He is of Italian descent. Uh, he's very Italian, given... Uh, yeah, his father... Owns like, a vineyard? Owns a vineyard, and they were talking about, like, well, like, Rose c- cooks this elaborate, like, Italian meal, and I think we were supposed to get the idea that, um... Rose and Bert had traveled to Italy together. Yes. And that... Bert still has, like, a lot of family there and very strong ties to his homeland. Also, like, she learned to cook. She talked about an Italian cooking oh, school yeah, she went to. Oh, yeah, in Italy. Are we, oh, wait, remember? Yeah, because when she cooked on Christmas, yes. this is good continuity. Yeah, when yeah. She, when she cooked on Christmas and she was like, my mother and I took cooking classes in Italy or in France, whatever. I think uh, it was in Italy. But we find out that the cooking school she went to was Humberto's grandmother's cooking school. Yeah. And she was the only one of, like, anyone to ever get the secret lasagna recipe. And that, like, Humberto's mom is still not talking to him for having left her at the altar, which is something we also find out in this episode. Well, that gets revealed, like, a little bit at the end, but he's, like, because he was, like, since we broke up, and Rose is, like, since you broke up with me. And then later on we get the details that she was left at the altar. But but before they sit down to dinner, at a certain point, like, Simon and Bert are alone, and Bert's, like... I still love her. He's like, he I tries, want her back. Yeah, I want her back. And then he's he like, goes, kidding. <laughs> that he's like, except I'm not. Um, so throughout this, we kind of get the idea that like Rose is a completely different person when she's not around Simon. <laughs> oh, no. When she's around um, Bert. Because <laughs> uh, like she's like her attention isn't on Simon anymore. Like things that Simon is doing that would be very suspicious to her in any other given moment are not anymore like phone calls he's getting keeps he keeps on walking away and coming back and walking away and coming back and like he's being weird and she's very like doting and loving and stuff on Humberto and like they're joking and they and she's not I don't know she wasn't she wasn't grating to me this episode which yeah it's, it was very strange but this kind of like weird conflict or like Humberto trying to destroy Simon begins when Simon gets a they're eating dinner and he gets a phone call and he looks at it and it's like not I don't know. He's like, I have to take this. And he steps away. And Rose is like, oh, it's probably his family. Like, he's got a big family. And they're all very close. And they, Because I think Bert is like, oh, you're just going to let him, like, take a phone call in the middle of dinner like that. So she's, like, making excuses. But the call that Simon gets is from this mystery woman who we just see sitting on the hood of, a, her, of her car. And she's like, I'm here. I'm outside in the parking lot. And Simon is like... Oh shit! But we have no idea who this is. This is a like a leggy blonde. She's she's act. She's like I'm not a stalker, but she's acting like one because she's literally waiting outside, and she it makes it seem like her and Simon had some sort of run in with Fling, each other. I don't know or something. Yeah. But like she knows all about the marital pro- or like the the problems that they're having. Um, and so it seems like Simon went to her. It's a side piece. Yeah, it looks. It really does read as a side piece. And she and she's also like very much knows that she's a side piece because she's like, oh, well, if you're not going to talk to me on this phone, maybe I'll call your home number and maybe Rose will pick up. And yeah. it's very like, hey, 
Um, so, She's like, bitch, I'll ruin your life. Yeah, exactly. So, which also reads very side piece, and yeah. she's very calm and collected and cool in her. So Simon keeps. So so Simon steps outside to take this initial call or whatever. Then he comes back in and he looks disturbed. And Rose and Bert are like, "You don't look so good." And Rose is like, "Maybe you should go take another walk." And Simon immediately jumps up and he's like, "Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take another walk." And he leaves again. And then Bert is like, "This is weird." something's up with him. Then he comes back and they tell him to go for another walk and he does it again. So Simon just spent like, who knows what he's going and saying to or doing with, or doing with this woman in the parking lot. But, uh, Bert uses these opportunities that Simon takes to go on his walks to try to persuade Rose that something is up with Simon. But Rose is just like, no, this is fine. Like he's he's, just jealous. Yeah. He sees how great you are. Yeah. And he's threatened by you. And now I realize because he's acting this way, I realize that he's jealous and he'll never hurt me. Like you did. Except then he's like, I want you back. Just kidding. But not <laughs> But really. also, not really kidding. Um, so at the end of this episode, I guess there's actually some very, very dramatic music. Yeah. But, uh, so Rose finds Simon's cell phone and she does like, does like the whatever star six. No, what, she just calls the last number. Yeah, the called. last number dialed. Whatever. Um, and... As soon as uh, the last number Simon has dialed is this blonde woman who's still sitting on the hood of her car, and she's like, says something that she's like, "Oh, want to come out and like meet me again?" No, want to come out and play again? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and Rose, like, you know, looks disturbed, but then uh, immediately after we see Simon with Rose's phone, and he calls the last number dialed on her phone, and it's Bert. And before he says anything, Bert picks up and is like. Hey, like, do you, have you thought about what I said or whatever? And then the dramatic music plays and the, the episode ends. So we were obviously supposed to think that both Rose and Simon... Now, they're like, this is it. They're going to break up now. Because apparently Rose maybe still has feelings for Humberto. Humberto definitely has feelings for her. And, and Simon's got a side piece. Who this blonde chick is? I want to know it all. Um, that's the end of the episode. And you will know it all one day. One day. Would you rate this? Um, I am going to give it a 3.5 uh, uh, for guess, cell phone hijinks. Guess what? I'm rating it. Two. No, a five. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is a nice high rating. I think the drama of the last bit, this blonde girl. The music really got me. Umberto, all that stuff. The, the, Dave Franco actually is the thing that sold it for me. All right. Also, if anybody doesn't know who Dave Franco is... Yes, you do. I think, be, <laughs> I think you do. I think people know who Dave Franco is. I don't think we need to. Twenty One Jump Street. Go James Franco's his. little brother. That's Mary Tallis and Bree. He was in Neighbors. Yes, with Zac Efron. Yeah. Is that with Zac Efron? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Neighbors too. Also with Zac, with Zac Efron. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, if you would like to see Humberto, if you would like to see Dave Franco, if you would like to see some nostalgia with these flip phones. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Camdencast Show on Facebook.com slash Camdencast on um, and we are giving you new episodes all the time, but mostly on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Um, on Stitcher, on the iTunes Apple Podcast app, and on SoundCloud.com slash Camdencast. I'm Tanvi. I'm Aaron. This is Camdencast. <laughs>